Welcome to today's episode of Fire in the Belly. This is where we get to hear some pretty inspiring stories from some amazing people. You know, it's always an absolute pleasure to sit down, take time out and have a warts and all conversation about their journey. I'm always intrigued by what it's taken for people to get to where they are today. And hopefully in this interview, we get to hear some more about that. From this, my mission is to help people to find their own fire in their belly. And from that, to live the mightiest version of you. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's guest. Success is a process, not an event. Hello and welcome to Fire in the Belly. Today we have myself, Mighty Pete, and we're joined by the Gronya McCoy. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. How are you? Awesome, awesome. Listen, great to have you on. So thank you. And uh, yeah, listen, it's a pleasure to have you here. So tell thank us, Gronya, who are you? What are you doing? Where are you from? Thank you very much for having me on. My name's uh, Gronya McCoy and... I am based in Uri. I started in the makeup industry, but I think, how do I describe myself now? I, th- I think I do a bit of everything, to be honest. Go on, give, us a, give us the shopping list. So you're TEDx speaker, <laughs> makeup aficionado, podcaster. Yeah, uh, a little bit, yeah. Makeup artist, um, shop owner, retail store owner, um, TED speaker. Now I've put that in my bio on Instagram. No, that's very habit. recent, as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything at the minute. That's and this, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of growth been going on for yourself, a lot going on. And you know, is that the way you like it? Do you like to always be growing and moving and trying new things? I feel if I sat down too long, that I would get anxiety, and it would just I, I I need to be doing something at the minute because of lockdown. I'm the last lockdown. I. Uh, I decided to open a shop and renovate it, so that kept me busy. And now this one, I'm I'm actually looking to buy a house just so I can an, an old house just so I can do something with it. But I just can't, I just can't seem to find the one I want, you know. But yeah, I I like to be busy. I like to keep my mind active. I like to keep myself active, um, and constantly get my creative mind and on different things I can do. It's just I, I I like to be busy. I think boredom kicks in very quick with me. Is it the creation side of it or is it the making something work or is it the fixing? What is it about it? What, what, what it, do you like keeping busy about? It's, it's, it's definitely the creative side of it. Hmm. You know, um, I think even the artistic side of it, like I love being a DIY queen. It's something that I, that I love doing. So now trying to find something else to get my teeth into completely out of my field, you know, like a house and renovating it and doing it off um, is just another Another one of many things that I want to do and get into, but and definitely you, the creative side. And are you, would we catch you up a ladder with a paintbrush or are you sort of more? Uh, oh, no, you catch me up a ladder. Do you know, um, last February, I went to Ethiopia for 12 days and built houses. And the, the men on the site thought I worked in construction full time. And they were like, this, you're very good at this. How do you know how to plaster a wall? It's a great job. I know how to do this. Um, no, I just, I, I know I'm, a, I know I'm in the makeup industry, but I know I'm a proper little tomboy. I love, I love getting my hands dirty into things. Yeah. Oh, fair play, fair play. Yeah. So tell us, what does, what does fire in the belly mean to you? Oh, I think my fire in the belly meaning started a long time ago, personally, with me. Um, do you want to know what mine is? Yeah, please. Okay, well, it started a long time ago. Um, obviously, my 
I became a mother at 15. So um, I think I had to have a little bit of a fire somewhere, didn't I? So I think I, I think I started a bonfire very early, to be honest with you. So I had no choice in the matter of what am I going to do with my life and what is going to drive me here and what's going to keep my fire lit. Um, having become a mother at such a young age, you can either sit back and feel sorry for yourself or you can deal with the situation and continue on and um, want to grow into something that you know you want to be. And, you know, being successful was probably was was a, was a big thing for me or from a young age. I knew that anyway. So having that drive and that fire started very, very young. I had Brian on the 2nd of August and I went back to school on the 4th of September. Just to say, I told you so. I told you I can do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's always been there. And um, throughout my whole life journey, like it's, it's and you said earlier, what, what keeps me going or what, what, gets, what happens if I get bored? If you knew my whole journey from start to finish, you're, you would know, right, that girl, that girl likes to be busy. You know, I, I, I've always kept it. School wasn't my thing. Didn't really enjoy it. Never knew, knew I didn't. The, the sitting down reading a book or going to university or going to college was definitely not going to be my thing. I, I wanted to get straight into work. I wanted to get straight into making some money. And Where did you pick that up from then? I mean, where, where did that sort of inspiration start? Oh, I, think, I think, oh, hold on. Um, I think my whole family are the same. So my mother would be my father. Um, my grandparents, everybody. It was just, it was something that we were brought up. We were brought up, my, me and my siblings, we were brought up in um, a car dismantling yard. So from a very young age, come, oh, I remember from us about nine or 10, having to go down, wake up on a Saturday morning and go down and start working. You know, it's 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 definitely been drilled into us, 100%. Um, and it's a good thing. I, I believe that, all young people should I know people are very structured in education and getting the education but I think teaching people entrepreneurship skills um at a young age is very very important because it is life skills that isn't been taught in school and I'm glad that it was taught to us I remember whenever we were younger going I hate this why do we have to do this my friends are at home lying in bed on a Saturday morning and then mom and dad would be like, no, you need to do this. You have to do this. So now looking back, it's, it was, they were correct. And I know we were very young, but um, it was definitely, definitely a stepping stone for, for making us who we are now. I mean, what were you learning there? Was that, is that the, is that hard work or was it the value of money or was it just, you know, sort of getting on and, and having the motivation? At that young age? Hmm. Oh, that was getting up out of your bed and knowing that there was a business to be run and you were part of the family and you had to help um whether you're eight or nine or ten and even to the likes of opening the big double metal gates and opening i'll never forget it like even the bolt and it's saturday morning and you're freezing and you're like i don't want to be here you know and going down into a cold office and putting car parts so you're breaking up all the different um parts of the car well not personally and putting them onto a computer and then putting them onto the system at that age is is pretty good but uh we 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 hated it but when we look back now we enjoyed it 
there's a bit of a theme here. I mean, you're taking car, you know, cars and, and repurposing them, getting them, doing, dismantling them, getting parts and doing that. You've done that with a shop. You're looking to do that with a house. There's a bit of a theme here, right? You're sort of taking old things and make them beautiful again. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that's what my, my sister was saying. Um, why don't you just look for a new house? Like a normal person. I'm like, no, I want something completely old that I can transform because I like to see from before and after. Yeah, it's uh, something I enjoy. Haven't found the house yet now. I'm looking, but there's nothing. There's nothing there that's challenging enough yet. Oh, well, what's meant to be won't pass you by. But mm-hmm. is it adding the value or is it the uniqueness? I mean, when you get into the design stage, are you, would you be quite visual? Can you see the end product? Yeah. So um, even the shop I'm sitting in now, last June, no, last lockdown in March, um, we I had no job, so I started an online store. Um, so selling makeup products and then in June my me and my sister we were driving past a, a location in Uri and it was up and I said I think I'll go and look at that so we looked at it on the Saturday and I took it on the Tuesday I, I signed it over on the Tuesday I had no idea what I was doing I had no idea of I was very naive to um, the budget of what I thought I could turn this beautiful shop into from start to finish considering I never knew how much tiles for a floor would be that's just a just an example like I think the tiles in the floor alone took out a third of the budget that I had thought for the whole shop I was so so naive but I put everything all the money into it but all my money into it but I had seen in my head what I wanted in the shop and it was completely different and I know lots of people thought I was crazy opening one, opening a shop and putting all so much money into um, a shop in the middle of a pandemic as well. But I am, uh, I did see it in my head and I knew it would work. And even sitting now and the shop's closed, um, but we come into the shop every day and we continue to build our online presence and do our online sales. Um, It is, it's from a vision to creating it, to continuing to see what you can see within even six months of a lockdown is very, very important, I feel. Well, that's great. I mean, it's like there's so many investors, they talk about that, you know, is be, you know, be brave when others are fearful and be fearful when others are brave. You know, it's like, it's, I mean, that's the sign of an entrepreneur. It's, you know, because mm-hmm. if you were to listen to all the people around you, I'm sure you wouldn't be sitting in a shop right now. No, definitely, definitely not. The, the, the door wouldn't be open. But that's that's lucky that I don't listen to people then because that was my TED talk wasn't it <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> don't don't let the opinion of others block your future and it's very true it is very true that lots of people would have said or don't open the shop in the middle of a lockdown that's crazy or you know the house that I was living in because I put all my money into the shop it was costing too much so I got rid of that moved in with my sister no, I know I invested. I know I put every penny into this shop and people thought you are not wise. That's too much of a risk. But I seen it in my head. So I continued. If I failed, if it failed, I know it's not going to because I'm going to put everything into it continuously. Um, but it would have been it would have been my risk and I would have learned from the, the, the I would have learned if it failed, but it hasn't. Um, and I'm so glad I listened to myself. I'm so glad that I put all my ideas and built it and it's open now. And it looks lovely. And I'm very proud of it. So 
but you know i'm, I'm, I'm physically we're, we're locked down but we'll be open soon hmm. well that's not a phase right you know it's yeah okay we're going through what we have to go through and whatever your view is on it but you know that mm-hmm. will come to an end too and let yeah get back to new normal yeah what is the new normal though we don't know how and ever you'll we, have I th- people queued in with every sort of ailment and beauty necessity that you'll have so we're, we, we my sister has been working her socks off today because if we think about it we've only got probably another four weeks so we need to put everything in we have so many different procedures to put in place now um and more ideas to continue to grow the brand and grow the business and um even though i'm unsure of what's going to happen i still want to expand in the next couple of months again so why not if not why not Absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, I, love, I love that sort of can do. I mean, do you, do you generally, would you do better in, you know, you get people that like to sort of take a problem and just find a solution. So they jump first, build the parachute on the way down, or are you more of a build the parachute and then think about jumping? Oh no, I'm jumping. <laughs> I, I don't even know what a parachute is. That's it. I'm gone. I'm away. No, there's no, there's, I don't think there's any sort of filter in me whatsoever. I have something in my head whether it's business, relationship, anything. I'm like, no, I'm going. I'm doing this. 100%. And then if, if, if anything happens, we'll worry about it along the way. But I remember whenever I took the shop, I phoned um, my sister. My sister would be slightly different. She's in the background here, so I have to be careful, right? And I said, you're going to have to leave your job. And this is on the Sunday. And on the Monday, um, Brona wouldn't be very, you know, risky like that in a way. And I said, will you leave your job? Because I knew she was very experienced in the makeup industry and I knew she'd be perfect for the shop. So I was like, would you leave your job? She went, no. And I went, no, you have to leave your job. I would like you to leave your job, hand your, hand your notice in today and come and work for me and start tomorrow. No. So I give her an hour. And then what did she do? She rang, she went in, just to let you know I'm leaving. I'm handing my notice in. Uh, I'm starting to work with Grania. So she's starting to take the risk or see the, see the, it's nearly excitement as well, isn't it? Of not just playing it safe all the time. So it's nice now to see the, the transition of Brona sort of getting in that sort of flow as well of, oh, what can we do? Or, you know, it is. It's a risk, but it's a, it's a, it's exciting. I think. I wouldn't say you're a bad influence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you love it too. So like, why not? <laughs> yeah, but it's a. It was a. It was a good plan, and it worked. And now she's here with me. So. I mean, when when's a good time to get you in the room, and when's a good time to get you out of the room? What are you good at, and what are you not so good at? Um. I'm good at. I'm good at putting people in the right places when I don't know what to do. I am definitely. I know I'm not very educated in so many different areas of with even within my business, but I don't feel like that is a negative. So I'm not experienced in how to get my business from here to here through marketing, um, through Facebook ads and different areas. So I employ somebody to do that. I know my sister is amazing at setting up um, cosmetic stores because she's done it in the past. I know she's good at putting all the procedures into place to then for more staff to come in. She's here. You know, I know that my accounts and my bookkeeping, I'm not that educated in it. Get somebody else to do that. I know that I can't do everything. 
And I know if I can get the experienced people in the right places, that this business is just going to do it exactly what it's doing and it's taken off. Um, and I don't feel like a lot of people would think, well, you can't say that about your business, that you're not good at this or you're not good at that. But you can because that's how your business is going to grow. If there's any sort of arrogance within, I feel, the owner of it who thinks they can do everything and tell people what to do and not take any criticism or not say, oh, I'm, I'm, I couldn't do that job because, you know, I, my name's above the door. I mean, it's never going to work. It's never going to work. The key thing, I suppose, is, is really is to know your weaknesses and to celebrate them or, as you say, get somebody else in that's better at it. And there's nothing wrong mm. with that, right? No, 100%. I know that only for, you know, whenever I started this store in, or the online store in March, no, I didn't put any money into marketing. I didn't put any ads in. This was solely through my 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 loyal following, the lovely following and the, and the customers that I have online that I can honestly sit in this shop and I thank them all daily um, that only for them, I wouldn't be sitting here. And I know that's my strong point within this business is my social media um, doing that content and, and putting myself out there full face forward. Whereas when I have all the other people behind me doing the other areas, I know it's just going to continue to, to grow. Hopefully rapidly when we open. <laughs> but one day at a time. That's it. I mean, you can look back on this fondly, you know, and, and the, the work you're putting in and the, you know, the belief and the aspiration and the faith that, the, you know, that's the faith in yourself, the faith in your sister, the faith in the market and everything else. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's the, to me, that's the mark of an entrepreneur when you yeah. are sort of, you know, really sort of putting, putting your mouth, money where your mouth is. Yeah. And it definitely is. And there's so many people, even after my TED talk, and I, I think I did mention it a few times, um, that imagine not having or imagine not having any fear of what people thought the business that you could start and the amount of women that contacted me after the TED talk thanking me saying you know I really want to start this business but I'm not in the industry that I'm passionate about but how do I do it without people laughing at me and my response is just stop thinking what people are going to think imagine like so many people even at this woman, for instance, and she was 42. I'm too, I'm too old now. Really want to get into this business, but I'm so set in my own ways. You know, there's this, my, my current job, I get a good income from. Um, I'm like, you're 42, say you're 42. You're going to be here for another 40 years. Do you want to be miserable? Do you want to live for another 40 years of being miserable just because you think you're too old to do something? It's, it's definitely, it's definitely, we need to, we need to even take the pandemic and, and been locked up for so long and turn our lives into a complete positive now of not caring what people think. If you're passionate about something, go for it. If it fails, try again, do something else. But I think we need to um, really use the next, I'm, gonna, I'm calling it the next life, and be grateful and get some gratitude in there every day for everything we have. And if you want to try something, do it. Where does that passion come from? Because I mean, some people get up and, you know, take on a shop and refurb and go crazy and other people just don't. I mean, what's the difference? I have no idea. I really don't. People ask me this all the time or how are you so hyper or where do you get your energy from? Or you're really annoying is another one I get. You're really annoying. Like you, how, how do you, I annoy my whole family because I am one of them people. I'm, I am like a train that's just carnage because I come out with these so many, so many ideas. And people are like, slow down, calm yourself. 
one day at a time. And I'm like, no, I want this done. I want this done. I want this. And don't get me wrong. I do have my bad days and it, it they can last like two or three days. And I go into anxiety and, you know, don't want to leave the house and the pressure of the shop or the pressure of the thoughts of Jesus, is this actually going to work? Am I an idiot? So the self-doubt, go in there for a day or two. But instead of letting that overcome and actually believing that for a third day, I'll just write it out. I'll go into the room and I'll sit and I'll cry and I'll eat what I want. And I'll just be in, in like literally in a mess in the room by myself. And I think it's very important to ride the bad waves out too, but don't let it overcome you. So then when you come up on the third day, you're like, yes, energy's back. I'm here again. I'm believing in myself. I had my two down days dead on let's carry on and then I'm just hyper again for another few weeks don't exactly know where it comes from but I I enjoy it I enjoy life I enjoy what's what's happening at the moment um and I do see do see things clearly in my head of what I want and I think that's very very important to know what you want so I know I'm sitting in the shop now and I know I want another one or two of them floating about somewhere. Definitely. And I can see it. I can see like I, I want a McDonald's nearly. Not really. That's a big statement. <laughs> but I, I can see that there's definitely going to be two or three of these shops around Northern Ireland. I'm not going to see four or five or six. I don't want to pollute the place. But there's definitely going to be, there's definitely going to be room and again, it's all going to boil down to me opening a store, but having the correct people in, in around me to making it work and not be thinking I can do this all myself because I can't. I don't know how to do it all myself. I never claim to know how to do it all myself. But I, when you have a fantastic team around you who support you and see your vision and see that you are a bit hyper and crazy and, you know, a bit, she's, she's coming off 10,000 ideas. She needs to slow down for it. But yeah, when you have them people around you to say, calm yourself it's um it's 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 a good journey to be on that's the thing it's, it's i mean it's not just the idea is it? it's actually putting it into practice but i mean mm -hmm. in fairness to you you're doing what you say you know, you're practicing what you preach there i mean you're mm -hmm. where you're sitting is a testament to that yeah i uh i do that a lot so a couple of years ago i, I went to an award ceremony and i sat back and i went to myself something's not right here Something's not right. I'm going to have to create an award ceremony. And I remember going home to my mother and my sister, because obviously we all work together. So it's, it's uh, I'm very, very fortunate to have such a close knit family as well. But I went, I'm going to create a makeup awards for Northern Ireland. My mother said, Corny, you've never organized a picnic. And I said, yeah, I know, but it can't be that difficult because if you think about it, what is it really? It's a venue, it's a band, and it's a meal. And then everything else can be worked around it. So once again, that's you're, you're crazy, but yeah, you don't have the money to support this. It's going to cost, you know, you're going to need 30 grand behind you. I didn't have that. There was no, there was no pots about with, with money in it. And um, so I decided I'm going to contact the venue. I'm going to pray that the tickets sell. I'm going to pray that I can get 300 people into a room, book everybody, book all, book everything, um, and then pay them after. And I did. And, you know, I had a, 
an award ceremony for the makeup and beauty industry in Northern Ireland. And I had 327 people at it and all the tickets were covered and the band was there and the food was beautiful. And um, I got so many beautiful sponsors from big makeup brands to supply makeup, goodie bags. Um, But that's just another example. And it was on the Monday morning and I was hung over after the awards. And I said to my two friends, I said, give me three months and I'll have an award ceremony in Northern Ireland. And they went, no, you won't. And I went, I will. What? And I did. And again, it's just, it's creating an idea. But I think if you dwell on an idea too much and don't get action straight away, I think the fear overtakes the idea and it doesn't happen. So it has to be like, it has to be a rule. It has to be very, very quick and, and savvy of what you want to do. So if you want to start a business, get your first step in the door or get your first idea out there of how you could create that. Now, you know, my awards, the Makeup and Beauty Awards is a prime example of me not have an idea of what or how to do that, but just the initial, do you know what I'm going to do it? Having that mindset of, I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to do it and I'll, I'll figure it out along the way is a massive, massive, massive thing I always, always think. I mean, it is, it, it comes across like, you know, it's that ask, believe and receive, you know, it is mm. the such a goal, just keep going till it's happened and then just. But, yeah, I think a lot of people do and they, you hear a lot of people saying ask, believe and receive. That's fine. Ask, believe and receive. Where's the work? You know, it's not ask, believe, receive, you're going to get this handed to you on a plate. You know, and I'm a firm believer in that. Ask, believe, receive. So have it in your head and then you can you know, visualize in your head and you can have it in your hand. But it's the part in between that people get a little bit, oh, well, I'm asking and not receiving here. What's, what's happening? Why is everybody else asking and receiving and, and getting it all handed to them? Because the work in between is the grit of it of the ask and, and ask and receive, not the ask and receive and just get it handed to you like some sort of fairy angel dropping down this big thing, to, this big you know, project here. It's the work and the dedication and the hours and the struggle and the, and the failures to get back up again to then eventually go ask. I've worked my ass off, now I've received. And then the receiving part of that is the, well, I really done that. You know, I love the feeling of achievement of didn't know I could do that I tried it and I've done it now what else can I do I mean it's going through and actually putting that into place you know it's the you're saying you're it's the actual achieving part it's almost is it the fact of being curious to know what you could do or it's actually you've no problems deciding what you could do the question is whether mm -hmm. you can then implement it and put it into place which is it for you just is, is it inspired by the doing or inspired by the completing and finishing oh it's the challenge oh it's all about the challenge i i just i thrive on the challenge of it's the after that i know that i've done it like i sit back now in my shop and i look and i go god this is my life i done this you know or when i even look at my son who's now 19 and I sit back and I go I can't believe you're mine I actually can't believe you're mine and you're so lovely and you're a lovely little human and you know you are mine and I, I that that's because of me well obviously his dad too but um you know it is it's the it's it's a, it's the recognizing your own achievements 
without sitting back and thinking, oh, I can't say I was good at that or give myself a pat on the back because people will think I'm real cocky and arrogant. It's not. You can be cocky and arrogant, but there's a fine line between, you know, cocky and arrogance and, and actually sitting back and going, you know, well done to yourself and recognizing what you've done and the hard work and everything you've put in, but still being humble along the way is, is very, very important. Would you describe yourself as a hard worker? Oh, I love, I, I love working. Definitely. Yeah, I know. I've, I've been like that from, I was, from, I was no age. So, um, yeah, if you handed me something and I didn't know how to do it, I would most definitely take it on, figure it out along the way and then have it, have it mastered. It may take me a month or six. I, I, I definitely get my hands, my hands dirty till I figure it out and become a master at it. I don't ever rave about having an education. I have two GCSEs. I've never been to school. I don't like reading books. Um, it was never my thing. I was never a bookworm back then. So, you know, I, uh, but I, I do work hard and I, I don't think it's a, it's, an, it's a cocky thing to say and to be proud of. And I think a lot of people, a lot more people need to value their own, what exactly what they do, whether it's working hard, whether it's a, you know, a mother of five who feels that she's not doing enough. I think a mother of five is a, is a massive influencer in this world. She's a real life influencer. I speak to so many young moms and, and even mothers of any age. Oh, I wish I could do this. I understand that, but like she's an influencer to us as 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 women as well. Like imagine imagine running a house and having five kids. It's, it's just it's, it's a nice nice feeling. Who do you who do you take after in your family out of interest? Hmm, I'd say my mother, but we clash a lot as well. We're very strong strong opinionated women, like we're. Strong. That would be why you take after each other then. It's like yeah. fighting with yourself. You know, if I say if I said that they look lovely blue, she'd probably go, no, 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 that would look lovely white. And then we'd argue until it was. And then, you know, but I know she's always got my best interests at heart, at heart. Always, always, always. And, um, you know, people who are more experienced in life, um, being my mother, she's older, um, I should listen. And I do listen. Um and it's nice to hear. It's nice to hear feedback from other people. But I definitely think I take after my mother, for especially the business side as well. But then my all my whole family and my whole family's like that. My my brother, the, all of us, all of us are, are are definitely in the same path. Come come here. What was what was Mini Grania's original plan? What were you going to do when you grew up? Mini Grania. Um, knew clear as day that she wanted to be a makeup artist and um she would walk around and I was wrote to stores at the time in in Uri, um and she would walk around uh, oh shame's third party I'd walk around with mom and I remember it clear as day with in hand in hand saying I'm gonna have one of them big counters one day. I knew I I it's clear as day I remember saying them words to her I'm gonna have one of them big counters one day. Now, I was looking at Chanel at the time, I remember, or Dior, I think, actually. Um, but that's, that, was my, that was my plan. It was definitely a vision of mine from a very young age. Um, my grandmother was a makeup artist, and she used to take me to, um, you know, like little Avon events on a Saturday night. That was my thing from when I was about six, six or seven. 
So the makeup, she was a makeup artist and got me into that. I think I want to make people feel beautiful. So that's where it all started. So makeup has always been the, it's always been the path that I wanted to go down. Just took me a while to get into it, but I got there. That makes no sense. I mean, what's, what's your earliest conscious memory? Of makeup? No, just of your life. Oh. Mm. see now all I can see is makeup oh, that's all I can see like, all I can see is sitting in my grandmother's room with, with the red lipstick putting it on my face and she's got loads of videos of me still of uh, obviously on them VC what do you call them again? VHS yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I can remember back to now just because we're talking about makeup but I think I think maybe growing up and the, the definitely the work thing is always going to be in there for me and my brother and all of us. You know, maybe people, <laughs> we probably thought we were hard done by, but it wasn't. It was, I tell you, it was a good education for us. It definitely was. I know I was a proper little tomboy and I just used to beat up the boys and, you know, love my little red welly boots and my red lipstick. <laughs> that, that was me down to a tea <laughs> working in the scrapyard. Makeup, so a little bit of everything. You would have been quite headstrong, I'm sure. Very much so. I think I've always been the the feisty one mm. in the family. Say it how it is. Definitely, that's why my older brother's afraid of me still. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Like, did, you, did you used to get paid when you were working there, or was it uh, money in kind? Or no, I did. We didn't work for buttons. Nothing. Child labor. <laughs> Yeah, child labor. No, it was uh, we were we were, um, we would work on a Saturday morning, and then mom would take us away on Saturday afternoon. So we were, we were good. We were we had a good upbringing. Like I have to admit, we were lucky. Mm-hmm. Very lucky. And tell me this was school. We always was it always a case of running out of school or running into school? I hated it. I hated it. It just, it just wasn't for me. Primary and secondary, the whole thing? Oh, primary, not so much. Secondary. Um, I remember I was getting bullied in first year and second year. It just, it was horrendous. Um, do you know why? It just, I think a lot of it was to do with, because we ha- would have a nice car um, and, I've, you know, this name calling in the toilets and this, you know, writing to grunge as a snob or, you know, fancy car. And it wasn't that way at all. And that wasn't our personality. It was... No, but I, I remember them two years being really, really, really difficult. Um, and then come third year, I just, I stopped going. I started going into the old bunking and not going into school and hiding out somewhere just so you don't have to look at school or go in near a teacher or, and that was, that was, that was my journey of, of school. It just, and you know, I wasn't a good class, you know, um, but it just wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. Um, I wasn't happy there. It wasn't a happy, happy time in my life, to be honest. Couldn't I was counting the days to get out of it. And believe it or not, my son was the exact same then, and he found it really difficult from third year. He found it now he wasn't there was no bullying or anything. Um, he just wanted to work. He just didn't, and he was in the top class. He was in the actual top class. Never opened a book. Didn't enjoy it. And maybe it was because he was listening to me. And I spoke very openly about not enjoying it. 
Um, and he knew how hard I worked and how hard I, or how much I enjoyed actual physical work. Mm. And, you know, education was in the road for me. And I think maybe he found that he wanted to do the same. So um, I remember in third year I went into, he was, he just didn't enjoy it. And I openly said to his teachers and to him in front of them, that's, you know, if you're happy enough, if you want to get your maths and your English and come out with me and to fifth year with them, I, I would be very, I'd be a proud mother. You concentrate on what you're passionate about. And his thing was music. So he started playing the decks. He was going to school every day, but, you know, music was Ryan's thing. Um, and now fast forward another four years, instead of being put down a path that everybody else does, which is education and college, he is producing his own music. He's a head chef in one of the restaurants because he's worked his way up there since he was 14. He's still in the same restaurant. And it just was a path that I could see that he needed to go on, not to be pushed down a road of just education. And I think that's very, it has to be put across a lot more to a lot of people that, and a lot of parents, I know I'm jumping conversations here, but a lot of parents feel that they need to have their child in the top class or they have to send their child to college or, you know, it would be a disappointment if they didn't because what would the neighbours think? Or what would your auntie Mary think if you're, you know, if their nieces in or their daughters in college and you're not and you're working in a restaurant? What about it? You know, I like that wasn't for Ryan. He's now he's now making a good wage. He enjoys his work. He's a head chef in the pizzeria in in Yuri and Ladolch. He's producing his own music, all self-taught, and he's paid for all his new decks and everything himself. He's never asked for anything. So, yeah, school's not for everybody. Definitely wasn't for me. And then it turned out it wasn't for Ryan either. I love the way you've leaned into that because, I mean, you see with some people when, you know, the old saying is, well, I want to give you everything that I didn't have. Mm. You know, you see so many parents doing that and they project their their voids onto their kids and go on, yeah, mm. well, we didn't have this, so you don't realize how lucky you are. Whereas you've almost gone the other way and said, no, well, you know, actually lead by what? Ryan wants to do as opposed to the other way around yeah I knew he was passionate about music he you could see it from a young age um and he got his first de- set of decks I bought them for him when he was 12 and he openly admitted he he, he just didn't like school mm. and he was in the top class and he didn't open a book and he was still coming out with all the top the top um you know passes in in different exams but I told him as long as you get your maths and your English now his teachers didn't approve of what I'd said but Ryan having the support of me, his mother and his, you know, his, his, like, yeah, his mother and the, and the person that can either support you or push in a bat in a completely different way. Him having that um, completely helped him then for the next two years of school because he knew he wasn't under the pressure of continuing on something. And he's very strong minded like me. He knew he wasn't going to continue on in school. So he was like, why do I need geography then, mom? Why do I need it? And I was like, yeah, well, that's very true. <laughs> And that's how I see it. And a lot of mothers probably disagree or people will disagree with me saying this, but that's how I chose to um, bring my child up and support him in his vision and his journey and what he wanted to do instead of having to follow the path of what everybody else is doing or what will they say if you don't go into university? No, it's 2021. I think, I mean, nurturing that passion, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's it's decks or if it's fishing or... No matter what it is, I mean, to nurture a passion, 
mm. you know, it's, it's time yet to have three or four careers and more in his mm-hmm. lifetime, you know, and yeah. And yet how many people get to the mid stage in their life? I know I did. I got to the stage and eventually sort of woke up one day and going, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Why am I doing it? You know? Yeah. And I think, imagine having that support of your parents who, what you feel you want to do for, uh, for a job instead of, instead of mm. biting down their throat, imagine going, yeah, do you know what? Fair play. Yeah. What can we do? What can I do to help this? You know, there's lots of parents that go out there saying you're pushing your child down a career of music. Sure, that's just that's that's not a normal job. And that is a normal job for what I can see for him and what I can see if I give him the passion and, and the feedback and the support. That could be a full time job for him. And if he wants to try that as a career, he's got my back and 100 percent. So. Okay. Yeah. Thomas, would you would you classify yourself as religious, spiritual? Where, where would you sit? No. No, I'd say we'll go to mass. Maybe at Christmas sometimes. <laughs> Definitely when <Yes>. somebody dies. <laughs> no. <laughs> or was like everybody when something goes wrong, oh please God, make it better. <laughs> I don't think no, I wouldn't be a religious person, but you know, um I do believe in the universe bringing you good things if you're good back to people. Um and you know, as I said, people do have their down days and I have my down days and some days I just want to tell everyone to go the other way. But and that's OK. But mm. um, I believe, yeah, I believe the universe is out there to, to to guide us in a way of ask, receive, work hard and achieve. You know, but it has mm. to be put in them stepping stones. Yeah. Have you been here before, do you think? Oh, Oh, I'm a real airy fairy. Like, so I'm a Pisces, and everyone, everybody would say, "Oh, so you're an airhead, or you're a bit ditzy, or you know, you see the world with rosy colored glasses," which is very true because I live in a wee bubble. See, if I asked that girl standing in there now in that room, my sister, if I was asked her, pop the bubble. Yeah, I was like, right, <laughs> describe me in three words. It would probably be that. <laughs> And, and that's fine that's that's I think that's how I get on with my life is in this little bubble that I live in mm. you know and people will probably say oh she's the ditzier how do you listen to her she's so hyper all the time that's okay um yeah I do mm. I do probably I probably was here in a past life somewhere mm. don't know what though or were but I know it was good <laughs> it definitely was good I am I am a smiler what about, uh, I mean, do, do you sort of, do you think, you you know, do you have a purpose? Are you here for a certain reason or, you know, do you see there's a calling in your life? Mm. With a lot of feedback that I get, people, people are like, oh, you really inspire me or, you know, you're, you're, I get this, you're a tonic a lot and all these messages through Instagram. And I don't see it like that. I just see it as me being very open at, open and very honest that when down days are down I openly talk about them and I don't paint a picture of Mm. having to have this big hyper persona about me all the time and you know everything's fantastic when it's not um but do I have a purpose I do believe that my story now and more so now as more people are hearing it that the response I'm getting is that it is inspiring to people and people 
want to hear how somebody with becoming a mother at that age to, and it's not only just the mother thing, like even everything after that. Why do you do it? How do you do it? Why do you want to do it? Where are you getting the energy? People want to know these questions because so many people are enthusiastic to do stuff or want to do things. But again, it's that fear of, the fear of, oh Jesus, how do I start? Or what would people think? But so spreading my story now, I think is is a is a little is it my purpose? Am I inspiring? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Where where would you find yourself most creative? I mean, is it stick a microphone in front of you? Is it new business idea? Where where would we get the best out of Grania? You know, um my biggest fear was public speaking that I could never have, I could, four years ago, I could never have sat or stood in a room in front of three or four people and held a conversation. It just wouldn't happen. I would have, the words would have been jumbled. They wouldn't have come out. I would have passed out. So my, I love talking now. I love talking. Did you get that? Yeah. I, I just, I just love it. And I love sitting on my phone on Instagram. I love these podcasts now. I love Zoom calls. I love hosting events. I love nothing more than going onto a stage now and front of three or 400 people and talking and thinking I'm a stand-up comedian. So, you know, where, where do I, so many different things that I enjoy. I, I love my makeup. Obviously that's my thing. I love creating new businesses. I also love educating people in my experiences on how that could actually help them throughout their life as well. And I love trying to teach people, to teach other people to do the same instead of sitting back. You know, I love supporting other people. I feel if we could support each other in so many, if I had the opportunity, I wish I had someone. How do I put this without sounding silly? I wish, like, I'm very open now. If somebody contacted me and said, how do I start or how would I start a business in creating a, a makeup range? I'd be like, oh my God, you need to do this, 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 this. Whereas I feel if, you know, 10 years ago, if I said that to somebody that in the makeup industry, they go, oh, oh, I don't know. I think supporting each other is definitely, and it's, it is changing rapidly now. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely a massive thing that a lot of people need to start doing more of and not hiding their experiences and not hiding different things to help other people create their journey as well. Is it, is it a, I mean, the makeup industry is a, is a competitive industry? Is it, is it a tough industry? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but do you know what? Northern Ireland's makeup industry um, right now is they're very close knit. You know, I know I could phone up people within the industry now and say, oh, what do you advise me to do here? Or do you know where I could get this? Whereas I feel like 10 years ago, it wouldn't have happened. And I know there's people in my head now I could phone up and say, how, how do I get out of this? Or how do I, how do I, how could I start this? Or it is a competitive industry, but I think through what's happening at the moment and so many businesses closing and people hitting the lowest point of their lives that I think people are starting to realize that we definitely, and it's a massive thing that it's supporting local has been so, so put out there over the last 18 months that it has to continue. We can't stop just, right, pandemic's over, forget about you all. I'm going back in, I'm going to start, you know, getting all my stuff from Amazon. And, you know, I, I think 
I think the support local has to continue on and the, the being kind to each other and supporting each other has to continue. It can't just be a pandemic thing. Definitely. When you, you talked there about, you know, the sort of four years ago that you wouldn't have gone to public speaking, now you would. I mean, what, what changed? What, what sort of gave you that permission or what gave you that, what would you describe it, inspiration? Well, I went on, I went on The Apprentice. Mm-hmm. So um, the biggest fear on that show was um, actually talking. So all throughout, so I got to the very end of it. Um, and through every episode and every task, I never pitched once because I couldn't do it. But as Lord Sugar always said, put the right people in the right place. And I openly told everybody within my teams or Lord Sugar himself, I'm no good at public speaking. Don't make me do it. Don't put me in that position because I'll crumble and will fail. So putting my weaknesses out there and openly telling people, especially Lord Sugar, <laughs> you meant to not tell him any of your weaknesses, um, was how we were going to pass these different tasks. So I got through that there. But after the show, I started getting these, these um, speaking gigs. And then the first one that I got, I actually became an ambassador for an apprenticeship company throughout the UK. And they used to make me go around um, their work event or even their, the, the first one I'd done was their big annual work event. And there were 600 people on it. And they made me go up and talk about their company. And I had to do like an Excel sheet in the background with it. I go through. Now, could you imagine a young girl who hated speaking, had to go on a stage front of 600 people within this business and talk about their business? <laughs> I don't know how I done it. But I know when, whenever I become, whenever I, when the fear hits in, I throw in a joke or I try and make a little bit of a, a lighter humor around it. So if I, if I messed up, I would, I would, I would, I would laugh to myself or I would laugh about myself in front of people. And that's how I started to come overcome the fear of it. So I would then the more practice I got with doing it and, and talking, I thought, I'm definitely going to keep this continuing on. The, the little bit of a joke makes me comfortable. It doesn't make me feel so serious. Mm-hmm. And even now, when I think about my TED talk, I haven't looked at it back. But I remember going, like I'm standing on a red dot, you know, like I'm some sort of, just, I'm, I'm not a very, I don't find serious situations are me. So even in, in, they're meant to be professional, serious situations, I do, I do get the, the, the jokey side into it as well just to keep me at ease because that's my personality and if I was to turn into a robot and start structuring even when it comes to my public speaking or my hosting events or anything I think the main thing to really remember is to always be yourself because nobody else can do that for you Mm. and that's what I try to put across all the time whether it's on Instagram or if somebody meets me on from my stories to they see me meeting them on the streets I'm like I think being yourself in every situation is very, very, very important and not changing the character of yourself because it'll never work. So, and that's how I got through my, and overcome my fear of public speaking. I realized that my personality was the one that was actually helping me through this because I was, I was turning the wee ditzy grania or the little, you know, um, hyper grania on stage, but also a bit doing it in a professional way. So but the fear left me and now look at me. I just love it. I, yeah. I love talking. 
Isn't it funny the way it's almost it's almost the reverse, you know, I suppose when you're when you're manifesting or goal setting is saying, you know, I don't want to public speak. And then yet you end up manifesting more public speaking to the point of going, no, no, you don't get me. It's like, I don't like public speaking. Say, like, yeah, you're great. Come on, keep going. You're like, yeah. Until eventually and you lean into it and actually your strength becomes, or your weakness becomes your strength, right? Yeah. And now I love it. Mm. Um, like even today, I was sitting on, um, doing a Zoom live onto the TV panel showdown in Virgin Media. So I would never have thought I'd be able to do that. And I was only taken on to it as a guest one once two years ago. And because there's no filter and I told you I forget what I'm saying and I just everything comes out and it's real. If you haven't watched it, it's, it's uh, the Lane show and it's like gossip. So it's like the loose women of Ireland. So it's just like all this, like, you know, your real opinion on these topics. So, but again, I would never have thought I would have been able to do that. And lo and behold, like two years, two years after I'm still doing it. I think they only take me on because I do ramble on. I'm not joking. Like I do, I, there's no filter. I do say it how it is. It's like the TV executives are sitting there going, right? We, we need somebody to ask the question, but it's a bit awkward. It's like, yeah, get grown, you know, she'll just yeah. straight. Would you yeah. would you classify yourself as a straight talker? I mean, is it- oh, without the hundred percent. Oh, there's no there's no fear in me at all, and um, you know, if and not in a rude way. Hmm. You know, I wouldn't say something to hurt anybody. But if I thought if I thought it wasn't right, I would definitely say, oh, no, this has to change. You know, but uh, I think criticism is, is 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 not a hateful thing. It's it's um it's people's opinion, isn't it? Hmm. Well, my brother calls me ruthless. I don't think I am. Bruno, did you laugh? Oh, my sister laughed too. I must be. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, would you say, do people get you, do you think? I think I annoy a lot of people. I think when you see, because obviously I get good and, and bad comments on, on Instagram and or different platforms that I have, and people are like, oh, you're so annoying. How can you be like that person? Do people get me? I don't think so. I think people think maybe I'm not wise or <laughs> um, she's too hyper or... You know, and that's their own opinion. You know, I don't get me some days, but that's okay. Every day is a school day. Um, and I know who I am. I know I wake up in the morning and I think the same and act the same as I do with whether it's somebody walking down the street or my mother. I treat everybody the same. There's no there's no back and forth to me. You know, I'm not gonna pretend. No, I speak to Lord Sugar the way I speak to you. I speak to everybody the exact same way, and that's people don't get that and they don't like that that's they're gonna to have to move on because <laughs> I can't change I can't change and I don't I don't want to change for anybody um and you know going through life you are gonna have people that like you and you are gonna have people that hate you and that's okay you're not meant to everybody's not meant to like you and if you were to get so fixated or you know so up annoyed if people comment on your stuff or thought or spoke about you you'd really pull yourself back you'd really put yourself into a dark hole if you were concentrating on certain people that didn't get you because there's a certain a lot there I'd say there's a lot more people that do so that's I don't get me though but that's good I'm not I'm not gonna complain I'm a happy I'm a happy girl I mean are you are you good at self-reflecting I mean do you 
do you need somebody to sit and go actually you're off target here or are you generally can you can you call yourself oh no if I think I'm going like I know if I am struggling or if I'm having a bad day or anything and I said that it's it's but I don't oh god if I say myself wrong sometimes I don't know self-reflecting my my sister's very good at grabbing me and if I'm having an, an off day of mm, slightly doubting myself in a way she'll literally grab me by the back of the head and put my face into the mirror this is it this is how it happens I just go look at yourself look at that face now and tell me tell me what's happening here and don't leave that mirror until you're feeling better you're brilliant <laughs> and that's how we that's and then it will just overcome it and it'll be all gone but i don't have think- expect Bruno to burst through here and take you out of the <laughs> take you out of the shot in the headlock <laughs> she's gone now um i think reflecting on everything you've done good bad and ugly is is very important as well because you know people have ups and downs and people go through different things and people are going through different situations in their lives and i don't claim to and a massive thing I try to put across is try and, and educate, not intimidate. Hmm. It's a massive, massive thing. And especially people with any sort of um, platform or anybody that follows them. Intimidation can put somebody into completely. And I do it all the time. Have you ever sat on Instagram and you're going, you're flicking through going, oh, geez, oh, I wish I looked like her. Oh, look at the body in her. Or, oh, look at that nice car he has. Or, And it can be very intimidating. but educating people in and between educating and intimidating is very very important for me as well definitely i can honestly say i've never looked at a woman and said i wish i looked like her (laughs) maybe the car i can get the car we all do it (laughs) no it's it's always i mean it's it's you know to have that inspiration and to you know just to be I suppose it, you know it's it's being inspired by somebody, but not as you say, not intimidated. It's it's getting that nice measure and saying that's great, but also that's not me. So what's what's my take on it? My my view on it? Yeah, and um, but it can be so many different ways. But again, it it all goes back to do people get you? <laughs> and if they don't, they have to they have to block and delete. <laughs> it usually takes a it takes a sibling to bring you down. It's like yeah. Doesn't it, 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 they just cut straight through. It's like, yeah, yeah. No, uh, no sort of airs or graces, you know, and, and going, going through really, you know. But I mean, overall, I mean, what are you capable of, do you know? What am I not capable of? I don't know. I don't put a filter on what I'm not capable of because I know, I know I want so much and I know I can have so much, but it's only me that can get that. Hmm. So what am I capable of? anything I'll put my heart and my hand to um I know 12 months ago I would never have thought that I would be sitting in a store Hmm. you know in March I had no job I had no money I didn't know what was coming in or what was coming out I didn't know where lockdown was going to end and I turned into a raving alcoholic in the kitchen by myself for four weeks through all of March I thought I was a stand-up comedian on on TikTok but that wasn't my path that you know being so much of that you can do and um turn my fear of not knowing what the future held into an actual full-time business now and, and and a shop i would never have thought could happen so i would never thought i was capable of doing this i would never thought i was capable of 
of creating what was a blank canvas into this beautiful store now. And now I'm thinking ahead going, yeah, I want more. This is, I'm going to get the people in the right places and I'm going to continue to grow this brand. Not only that, I want to continue to grow me as a brand and my talking and my hosting and my events. So I have a, I have a list of different things that I want to do that I know I'm capable of. It's just as long as I have structure in the right place and where I'm going, I'll be flying. And how far do you see? I mean, do you, do you set yourself goals or do, is it just in your mind's eye you have this overall feeling or picture of, of where you're going to? Or do you oh, actually no, I have, vision board it? Or? Um, so I created a vision board back in 2013. No, to, no, 2013. 14. And it actually, I had, um, no, it was 2015. And I had the apprentice on it and I had number five on it. And I had um, the new car on it. And I had the new business on it. And believe it or not, the, I got the white car and I nearly passed out when I looked back at the vision board because I looked, I found it on my phone because I kept it as a screensaver on my phone. I was like, oh, I actually got it. Oh my God. And I got the number five on The Apprentice because I wanted, I came into the final five. That's what I wanted. Um, and in within that vision board and that picture was the, um, the new products and a shop. And it said on it, the agency. Now, I know it wasn't exactly what I wanted, but my main thing was to open uh, a training and training. Sorry, phone is gone. <laughs> I need to stop this. My main, my main, um, my main vision was was on this board, and it uh, it was all there. So yeah, vision. Oh my god! I have to... business that waits for no one. I like that. Oh Jesus. Right, where were we? Just, uh, I suppose, in terms of actually, you know, your vision and, and your vision boarding, you know, you're saying how much of it has actually come into fruition. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a great um, way to be. It is. Um, now, the house is there, and I can see the house. The house is still on the board. It's probably a lot bigger than the one I'm visualizing now, the one I can afford at the minute, but I know I get it. Hmm. Um, but I guess it is, it's very important to set goals, and it's very important to, to know your worth of what you actually want in your life. Because it's sometimes we can sort of like glide through life thinking, well, I'm not going to try that because I don't think I deserve that. Or well, why doesn't somebody deserve everything out of they want in their life? Why, why is there so many blockages for people to think that they don't deserve that? Or why, why do people think, why don't people sit down actually and think why they think they can't get that? Because anybody can get anything really. Mm. with a lot of hard work and again creating the vision in your head and then putting it into plan and then putting it into action and then creating it but there's only one person that can do it for everybody and it's them like nobody nobody owns your dream only you nobody owns your vision only you so for yourself I mean, in terms of you know forward looking stuff i mean do you do you work with mentors and coaches do you do you do that or i mean generally are you self-sufficient no i've no mentors or no coaches um, I do do a lot of walking with audiobooks in my head, so or motivational speeches in my head in my earphones. Um, so I prefer to do that than listening to dance music or something that keeps you, you know, like keeps you running. Um, think more motivational and educating myself because so obviously I don't. I'm not. I'm not really one to sit down and read a full book. It's you know it's, it is for certain people. 
I love a good audiobook in my ears, out in the cold, nobody listening to me, nobody talking to me, and me just letting it all sink in and walking. And it's just a great feeling. I just love it. Who's your, Especially, who's your go-to on the, on the audiobook side then? Who's, who floats your boat? Uh, Tony Robbins. Um, Mel... Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins, yeah, five seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, loving her at the minute. She's she's top of the notch. She's me my go-to at the minute. But the motivational music um on Apple uh speeches they last for about an hour. And it's just a little snippet of, of different people talking. Um, but it's got music in the background. So it's sort of got you getting that pace going and an extra step to your walk while you're out power walking. Um I love them. Love. And I think maybe some people should start changing that over instead of listening to emotional music if you're sad, going for a walk or, you know, dance music to just keep yourself going. Imagine listening to somebody actually roaring down in your earphones. Come on, you can do it. You know, all this just changes your mindset. It just puts you in a different place when you come back from that walk. Then instead of just listening to music, um, it just sets me in a different frame of mind massively. I'm going to make a projection here and say that within two years, I'm sure you thought something you could do, maybe sooner. The par par hour with Grania. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm actually shocked. I, well, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to take that back. I'm not shocked. But from over the last couple of weeks, even from just being on people's podcasts or my story getting out there a little bit more, I have 14 workshops or something in March booked. So this is definitely a career path that's happening in front of my eyes and I can see it. Only I'm not going to jump in too heavy with it because I'm only starting and I'm only learning slightly. But it's I have a feeling it's gonna it's gonna go well. And it's something one, I love talking, and two, I love helping people. And if my story and a little bit of a comic stand-up can be combined and and I can actually help people through inspiring them with my story or my message that overcoming the fear of what people might think just to start something. Could you imagine we're another? So who knows? I could, that could be very true. Could be very true. I'm seeing a lot of boss be... babe here. I'm seeing, you know, sort of motivation with Grania. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about the genie. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Why not? No, let's listen. I mean, and that's what it's all about. It's just about motivation. You know, we all, we all have different journeys and, you know, you, in fairness to you, you've you sort of had a number of situations where you've you've come out and you've you know, blasted through it. You know, many people yeah. sort of shy away from it, but you've done the reverse. You've stepped up and stepped in. Uh huh. And I think that's it's, and like a lot of people, how did you do that? And I don't know. I don't know. It's just me. I think you can either sit down and cry about it or just get on with it. And I think it's very important to get the two and balance the two. So have your down days if you're feeling like maybe you've messed up or, you know, things aren't going right. That's fine. Don't feel guilty about your down days. And I never do. If I feel I need three days of sitting by myself and crying, and I said it before, crying and eating and not talking to anybody. And if I talk to anybody, I'd probably snap at them. Them days are okay to have. Them days, you should not, you should never feel guilty for taking days to find yourself again. Because the energy that you're going to build up and everything for the following following day when you're about to hit that high wave again, it's unstoppable. It's very, it's a, 
but understanding your body and understanding yourself and understanding your mind that when you're going down, that's okay. Don't let the guilt overtake you. Just ride them couple of waves out, feel it. And then the next couple of days will be fine. There's contrast, right? Because I mean, if you're always on a high, then you don't know, you know, whereas as you said, give, give yourself permission to have a couple of bad days. I'm just curious, you you mentioned eating there a couple of times. What's, you know, in those down days, what's what's your go-to in the eating department? Harry Bows, crisps, bars of chocolate. And I don't mean like little snack bars. I mean the full-on Cadbury's, like big-ass square ones. Um, uh, that would be definitely it. Ice cream, milkshakes, Chinese. I love food. And I have no shame in saying it. I love my food and uh i do love my exercise as well but i feel if <laughs> i feel if i was a bit more you know structured in my eating plan i would probably have been a little bit more better shape than i am right now but i'm blaming lockdown blaming lockdown Lock, the lockdown pound i, I can see a, yeah. um, you know a par hour walking and shake those pounds coming off you know there's a, there's a video coming soon you know coming soon but then the video also of me going home and i do openly say it went for a walk so now i'm gonna eat a bag of crisps, a bar of chocolate and have a milkshake and maybe some harry bows listen whatever way you talk to yourself that's fine (laughs) (laughs) come here what's um since you're such a foodie find last meal what are you having what's what's your starters mains and dessert oh um starters i would definitely do uh Oh, like a duck spring roll, or no, a duck. Do you know the 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 little? Oh, what do you call them? Shredded duck mm. and the wrap and everything. Mm, beautiful starters. Um, I love a Thai green curry. Um, definitely, I like something spicy. Mm-hmm. Definitely Vegetarian, spicy. Chicken. Oh no, a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. A little bit of uh, more as well, like a. Should I go off there again? Wait a bit. More like, more like a tapas type of, I like to, I'm a nibbler of somebody else's plate. Sorry, sorry, yes. I am. I'm, I know this is bad. And my, my inner yeah. child screaming, get your own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my boyfriend, Work he would say I... to me, yeah, he would say, well, I'm going to order this because I know you're going to eat it because Everything I touch, you want, food-wise. And my sister's the same. Granny, don't touch it, please. Like, just give us a little bit, please. Um, yeah, I prefer to have little bits of everything around for for food-wise. But I have a very sweetie tooth. I couldn't go a meal without having the dessert at the end. It would definitely be like I'm a bit, oh, apple crumble and custard and, and and ice cream type of gal. Plain ice cream. Oh, vanilla with that one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Come here, crisps or chocolate? Pardon? Crisps or chocolate? Oh, chocolate. What's your go-to? Um, uh, oh, Pereira Rocher at the minute is, oh, loving that with a cup of tea. Definitely wow. with a cup of tea. Um, but Cadbury's going going forward for everything, especially the marvelous one, or I think it's marvel or marvel something. It's got a little bit of like marshmallow and sweet. You'd be good to yourself. Oh, I do be good to myself, and I have no shame in it. I have no shame. I might carry an extra couple of pounds because of lockdown, but I love it. I love every moment of it. 
Oh, love it, love it, love it. Come here, what's yeah. a guilty what's a guilty pleasure for you? Um guilty pleasure. You can take Definitely. out the guilt if you want, I don't mind. Just a pleasure no. Um something like I do whenever I look or watch something on Netflix, okay, and I get that engrossed into it, and I could, and then I get annoyed at myself for doing it. For instance, like when Bridgerton come out. Like it took me I, like a two days solid. I spent two days watching that. And then after the two days, I'm going to myself, why did you do that? Why did you, you feel it? And I annoy myself. I'm like, why? You do, I don't even think you've seen daylight grow on you. <laughs> so Netflix is definitely my guilty pleasure. And that's that's before lockdown and during lockdown. Um, but that and food, that and ice cream, ice cream. When, when my friends or anybody knows I'm in a bad mood or my boyfriend knows I'm in a mood, oh, he'll be away to the ice cream shop and he'll be getting me chocolate ice cream cho- with the chocolate sauce and the nuts and the marshmallows and he'll know. Or that or McDonald's. <laughs> Good books. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's like, how, how do we keep growing inside? Just feed her. Just keep feeding her, whatever you do. Oh, that, that's it. When there's an argument or there's a little bit of a tiff, he'll say, are you hungry? <laughs> <laughs> are you a hungry sort of a girl are you so bad yeah i've got, I've got one of those mm. yeah i'm so bad and then and then when i ate do you feel better now and yeah i do feel better yeah <laughs> yeah it's like was there something wrong it's like no, 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 nothing nothing to say here <laughs> yeah 100 percent. oh dear come here what's in the bucket let's go on forward what's what's out there for you um think a mixture of everything um i guess i want to grow this give us beauty brand to another level um it sort of came out of nowhere it came out of it was born from a lockdown it's my lockdown baby and you know there was no real structure to it there was no business plan put together there was no nothing it just sort of happened and can you imagine like just going from nothing to that very quickly and that's what exactly what happened in the first six months to now we're just steady but now i know come april when we open again it's just gonna and then i'm gonna be getting ready for christmas season believe it or not i'm already organizing it but i definitely want to grow this as a business as a brand um and continue to possibly open more stores more products work with more brands but my own personal brand i definitely i'm going to continue on with the with the talking side of things I definitely think there's a something there that i enjoy and it's uh, i'm passionate about and i love can i say entertaining is that a would it, would it be yeah that's what you do i'm not sure of what avenue or what way i want to do it or or but i definitely think it's something that i've been saying for a while now that i'm gonna i'm gonna pursue more with a little bit more structure around it you've said about five times that you you know you consider yourself a stand-up comedian so maybe there's a market there I don't, maybe I'm an idiot. I don't know. <laughs> maybe my jokes aren't even funny. <laughs> That's every comedian. Every comedian asks if their jokes are funny or not, but you're, and then they crack oh. on anyway. <laughs> You've got the confidence yeah. to carry it. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. funny. And I, I laugh at me, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So I think, yeah, there's lots of things. And hmm. I guess there will be so many different opportunities that will come across as well that are, is not part of what's happening now and that I will probably take on with both hands as well just because just because that's me 
Um, and it might be something completely different and not in my field. So who knows what the future holds? But at the minute, I'm I'm happy taking along. Mm. I really am. I can't I can't complain too much. Um, I think if we complained, we'd we'd run ourselves into the ground. So yeah. well, time and money. No, we're no object. What would you be doing? Time and money. Oh, definitely continue with the makeup side. But my main, my main, like I, my goal, I, I definitely want to get into property. I would, if there was time, no time and money, especially the money. I'd love to get into property. Oh, I'd love it, and I would just. It would mainly be me being like site manager like construction and, and renovating and get my hands into actually everything to do with renovating houses like big houses big property labels on it price tags seeing a bit of sarah beanie here i'm saying this i love it i really re- that's that would definitely be my go-to come here there's abundance of money there's abundance of property so it's only a matter of time then yeah so that's that's all. I've always had that in part of my goal for for when I'm at a certain age. That's going to be my my changeover plan. Mm-hmm. You know, after I keep continuing, I'll always have to make up and always, but I definitely think the the property is definitely something that I want to get into. Mm-hmm. I'm sure not. That's what it's all about. You know, it's building assets, and as you say, it's allows you to do a lot of things you know that's that's sort of that's where i got into it you know it's allows you to do your creative flow and then use the property as your asset yeah you know pensions Um, all the rest all the grown-up stuff all the grown-up stuff is right (laughs) oh no it's always i mean it's always sort of you know just trying to you know make the make the most of what's going on you know so sitting between your passion and actually what you can get well paid for you know yeah you match those two then you're on the pig's back yeah no, I'd mm. love to do it. I would definitely love. See, I loved the grand designs growing up. I loved homes under the hammer. Just, you know, placing the sun where they used to. I, they were all my favorite go-to programs as growing up. My my, my family would just laugh at me mm. for doing mm. this. Why are you watching that? I just love it. I just love it. So bit I think it's something I've always, I've always been interested in. Yeah, bit of Kevin McLeod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of people around the country saying, yeah, I'd love to take Kevin to dinner, you know. So, yeah. 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 That's someone at my door now. <sighs> so, Camille, would you say, I mean, do you, would you say you like yourself? Do you love yourself? Where do you sit in your your own sort of inner chat? I like or love myself. I enjoy my own company. That's one thing I do you're, say. You're great crack. I do. And I love myself in the car by myself. And I love singing along by myself. And I feel like, I think if I didn't like my own company, um, there would be something wrong in the world because you're stuck with yourself for so long <laughs> throughout life. Are you, are you loud singer in the car when you're on your own? Radio oh, up, belting out? I am. I do uh, local deliveries for people around here um, for the shop. So I try and do as many as I can. If somebody else on the road that does them. So obviously we're not allowed to click and collect. So we have a delivery service. And... I, it takes me forever because I should be singing like a champion like yesterday it should have talked me about two hours I was in that car for the three four hours I'm not joking and every person that I stop that I drop stuff off to sure it takes me about 15 minutes to get away from them because I'm talking I'm explaining the products and then I'm getting into the car and I'm singing um yeah I am uh 
I, I do like a good sing along in the car and I have to admit. What's what's your go to? What's your karaoke special? I am a 60 soul type of gal. So I like a little bit of Otis and I like a bit of like sitting in the mo- I just I just I, I like Mary. Yeah. Oh, a little bit of Rita Franklin. Oh, just oh, love. That would definitely be my my go to music to make me happy. That's what you've been in your past life, Lynn. Think so. Bit of a soul. Yeah, a little bit of yeah. a soul smile. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's probably it. Mm. So yeah, I like I like a little bit of old, older classics. Love it. Love it. Well, yeah. come here, if you were to describe your fire in the belly then in one or two words, what would it be? Um oh probably probably from my fire fire in my belly. Mm. Definitely my outlook in life of not really having a filter and knowing we're only here for a short time. And I know that's very, like a lot of people laugh at saying that, but we are. And if we were to think that today was our last day, would we be living it with the thoughts that we're thinking now? So that's how I say things. I think we're only here short term um, and to enjoy it. And that sort of gives me an outlook of the fire in my belly of, I'm just going to enjoy it. You know, people will come and people will go and people will like you and people won't. But as long as you know that it's your life and it's your journey and you continue it the way you want to do without the fear of what other people might think or say or do, it could be a different life. Hmm. It really could be a completely different life. And the fire in your belly could be completely different if you just put them little couple of things into play. You could definitely change a lot of things in your life, couldn't you? Absolutely. Adventure, do you, do you, are you where you think you should be or where you're supposed to be? I feel like I'm only warming up. And that's the truth. I feel like I am actually only warming up in so many different areas of my life. My career, it's taken me this far. Um, it's taken me this far even to have money in my bank. Like it's always been a struggle. And I'm not saying there's a lot of money in my own personal bank. It's not. But it's taken me a long time to be comfortable in a situation where one, like even having this shop. Um, but, you know, I don't think I am where I am. I think I'm only warming up. I think there's so much more left in me to give. I feel like with the experiences, with the roller coaster of a life that I've had, with the ups and downs, with the struggle of everything from money to being a single mom to being told so many times no to, to everything and that's not just mine I'm you know there's lots of people that's going through the whole thing but I feel like with all that put together I feel I'm just 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 getting there so God knows what the future holds yeah that's exciting exciting stuff yeah. why not there's so much out there so much potential yeah what about that well come here tell me how can people hunt you down follow you track you stalk you any of the above Oh, uh, you can find me on any of my social medias at Gronya McCoy. Um, they're all across the same name anyway. So it's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, everything. It's all just Gronya McCoy. And awesome. come and say hello and follow the journey of madness or be entertained. That's be entertained. It. Let me entertain be entertained. you. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Me. Move over, Robbie Williams. <laughs> hello. And the podcast is It's All About G. 
It's all G. Yeah. All so G, it started. Yeah. Um, it started. Started recording last week, and then it'll launch. Uh, started March, which I'm very excited about. Awesome. A little bit of everything. It's got all the G. That's it. Well, can yeah. we have a final, final message you'd like to leave with the listeners? Um, don't, don't worry too much about what others think. Use the pandemic break that we've had in life to now create a new life for you. Think of that as your old life. And now we're getting back into the big bad world, but change it up to suit yourself, to suit your passions, to suit your goals and enjoy it. Ron, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. And listen, we look forward to all the exciting things coming up. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, that was another great episode of Fire in the Belly. You know, this really wouldn't be possible without our great guests taking the time to share their personal journeys. And boy, boy, sometimes it is personal. It's an absolute pleasure to have that and then to hear the journeys that people have been on. We've loads more episodes coming up soon and it's always a pleasure to have guests on. If you do happen to know anyone with true fire in their belly, please reach out to us so we can share their journey, lessons and successes. So all that's left to say is have a great day, live with fire in your belly and be the mightiest version of you.